I'm Matt. He's Foggy. Who sent you? No one sent us. So what? You're just a couple of good Samaritans? Today's just my lucky day? I bribed the desk sergeant with a box of cigars for his mom. Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to Hero Talk. I am your host, Judge Greg. Joining me today, we got a full house here on Hero Talk, and we're going to start uh, in the upper left-hand corner of Skype with Tony. Tony, welcome back to Hero Talk. Thanks for having me. Uh, going clockwise, I got Brian. Brian, welcome back to Hero Talk. Hey. Clockwise from Brian, I got Goose. Goose, welcome to Hero Talk. Pleasure to be here as always. And last and kind of least, I got Jeff from Point Street. Jeff, <laughs> hey, welcome going? back to Hero Talk. All right, so today's film is not a film. We are talking about the Netflix exclusive series Daredevil. So not Ben Affleck. So if anybody thought this was Affleck, now is the time to speak up because you you watched the wrong thing. No? Can we discuss that one at least? <laughs> we, we'll be drawing some comparisons to the because there's no way you cannot draw comparisons to the uh, to the Affleck Daredevil. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your view. If anybody actually listened to that Daredevil hero talk, I was actually a fan of that of that movie. So I can, liked the director's cut of that. Well, the not director's the, cut was the infinitely better. Yeah. Oh yes. All right, so let's go ahead and, and just get started because this is probably going to be a bigger episode and the people, they don't tune in to listen to us do shtick. I mean, a little bit, but but mostly bit. not. Just sprinkled in there. Yeah, just just a little <laughs> bit in there. So let's talk Daredevil. I, I have to say is that Daredevil was done so well now that it really kind of makes me wish that Fox would lose all their rights and just see what can happen <laughs> with the Fantastic Four. All yeah. right. Uh, so let's start with, I, I guess I should probably ask you guys, and then we can get more freeform. Jeff, what did you think of Daredevil? You're the Daredevil guy in the group. I should point that out to the listeners yeah. at home. Like, Jeff is yeah. the legitimate Daredevil comics fan, whereas I have, yeah. I'm a little savvy. I've read a couple of stories. I read his first issue, so I know some of the cornier stuff. But, uh, yeah. anyway, so Jeff, what did you think? Well, well, I loved it, and anyone that read my, uh, the, her- the uh, Hero Talk, the, uh, Enthusiast <laughs> article that I, uh, that I wrote on the subject, uh, knows, yeah, I was, I was very, uh, effusive about my praise <laughs> for this series. It's, I think it's the best thing Marvel's ever done, uh, including anything they've put on the silver screen. It's, it's certainly the closest comic adaptation I've ever seen in terms of matching the, the tone mm-hmm. and, and this of the source material. And the casting is, which I'm sure we'll get to in due course, yeah. is pretty pretty much perfect. I, I mean, we all, we all have properties that we love, but there's always at least a few castings in there, you know, that, that aren't great. But uh, this is one of those rare situations where I can find really no fault with anything. Whoever, whoever did the casting for this deserves, uh, I, what do they do, Emmys for uh, Netflix? Uh, yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, uh, primetime Emmys is what yeah. Netflix gets nominated for. The show actually is nominated for a few. Yeah. Um, suffice to say, I loved it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Goose, what'd you think? Personally, this shows me a good way that you can do a comic book story without trying to smash it into a two and a half hour movie. It allows them to better develop the characters to the point where you actually care about even the side characters by the end. You're not just worried about if the hero is going to beat the villain. You're worried about the entire gallery of characters. That's something I haven't done in a Marvel or DC, for that matter, thing in a long time. And it's great to see them take that 
the same passion that you see in say in say a comic book and put it into this setting. Yeah, I I think the the longer episodes it just it gives you more time to develop guys, you know. Like you don't you don't need to rush to get Daredevil into the suit, and so you don't need to do some kind of haphazard origin. So you have time to you know toss stick in there and get some time to establish Nelson and Murdoch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Brian, we'll go with you. I gotta I gotta say like at at first I think you know one of the things that bugged me first of all I'll just say I, I really really like it and I, I agree with with Goose like this was the this was one of the better ways to. To, to really put in like a full story where you're developing a whole bunch of different characters and it doesn't feel like they're all being crammed in there. Um, and I, I will say like at first it kind of bothered me that it took so long to get his, to, to, to get like the devil suit um, ready to go. I, like I was, I was, I was just really itching to see it, but I mean, thinking about it, it, it just makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just made, it just made so much more sense to, to drag it out like that. Like, Especially since it's kind of like it's an elongated movie, like yeah. it, it's like an HBO miniseries kind of thing. Yeah, that, that's kind of mirroring uh, mirroring what happened in the uh, Frank Miller's uh, Man Without Fear series, where mm-hmm. he wore an outfit, a, a, a very much sort of a I don't know uh, amateur sort of outfit like that, that that almost looked like a jogging outfit for much of the series, and then the Daredevil yeah. suit that everyone yeah. knows was kind of recognized in the last ten percent of the story. I figure as long I, as he wasn't wearing yellow, I was going to be happy. <laughs> I, I think he was wearing black <laughs> jeans for for. I think the black. I think the first suit had hmm. black jeans. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and finally, Tony, saving the best for last. What do you think of yes. Daredevil? Well, I, I hated it. No, not saving. <laughs> no, no. I uh, I really enjoyed it. I actually uh, watched it off of Jeff's recommendation. Um, and I gotta say, I'm I'm a pretty easy guy to please uh, to please when it comes to uh, movies, uh, TV shows. Not so much. Uh, they they really tend to not hold my interest. You know, if they're not that good, a few episodes in. But man, this the show it kept me guessing. I thought the writing was pretty well done for the most part. Um, and you know, one of the things I really enjoyed about it is that yeah, it took place in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they didn't cram it down your throat. Like no. they just kind of made yeah. you know just tiny mentions to it and even if you were someone that had never seen a single marvel movie in the last decade you could still jump into the show and have a great time with yeah, it so, it was yeah. it was very subtle not yeah. not overdone and doesn't hit you over the head with it looking at yeah. you agents of shield <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah that show maybe has a little a little more kind of pull with that i mean they kind of i feel like they kind of have to with that show but with this one it was very well done like just just fleeting references to it yeah, I mean, tagging. oh, sorry. Yeah, I was, I, uh, I've talked to Exelon about this. I've been trying to get him to watch it, and one of his worries is it was going to be so Agents of Shieldy. And I said, like, basically, the only real tie-in it has to the Marvel universe is that the stuff in New York happened right yeah. during Avengers, yeah. but that's about like, it. Yeah. They mention it, but but they don't talk about it all that much. Like they'll mention it just to. I, I don't want to say it's like a subtle reminder that, that it's part of this universe, but it's like this thing happened to them, and it clearly affected all of them. Right. Yeah. Like but, it would, you know? Yeah, like it would. But, I mean, other than it just it kind of it set the stage for Daredevil to happen, but it, it wasn't – they don't constantly talk about it in detail. And Yeah. Yeah. You'll also uh, – on occasion, you'll, you'll get somebody who mentions one of the other superheroes – and they'll say something along the lines of like, you know, oh well, you're not in a tin suit, or you don't have a magic hammer, or yeah. you know. <laughs> I think Foggy at one point says like, well, I'm gonna put wings on my head and call myself Captain America, and I thought that was pretty funny. 
<laughs> so, and I'm okay with that because honestly, I mean, e- even if you'd never seen a, a, a Marvel movie before, you could appreciate the joke just for the sense of it's a Marvel Universe property. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's dive into the cast, and obviously we're going to be drawing some fortunate and unfortunate comparisons between this cast and, and the Daredevil <laughs> flick. Um, so, so let's start. I, I'm actually I'm I'm going to go a, a little out of order because. Just because well, I want to, and it's it's my show. <laughs> so I'm going to actually start with Vondi Curtis Hall as Ben Urick. Mm. Uh, because I think he was probably one of my... He was one of the bigger changes uh, in the in the Daredevil yeah. flick. It was uh, Joe Pantoliano. I think I said that right. It's not a yeah. hero talk if I don't screw somebody's name up. So, yeah. uh, so that was a, a major change. It kind of had a guy who was kind of more... Weasley? Joe, yeah, Joe Pantoliano was more Weasley. He's writing about, like, alligators in the sewers and stuff like that. And then you have the uh, the Ben Urich from the series, and he is, like, he's older, he's more mature, but he's, like, I am a... He, he's, he's trying to maintain relevance as an actual real reporter in the internet age. Yeah. And he was somebody I yeah. could really get behind. And, by the way, I'm going to throw this out now before I say my next sentence. Hero Talk is a spoiler podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and obviously we're going to spoil this series left ways and right ways and Daredevil stories in general. So you've been warned. Fair game. Everything in Daredevil. Marvel Universe. Just getting that out there now. All right. So when he dies, <laughs> <laughs> you, I gave everyone like a good two seconds to turn it off. <laughs> so when he dies, and I think it was the second to last episode he dies in. And, yeah. I mean, mm. and Fisk just straight up like strangles the crap out of him. Yeah. Uh, and you know you're wondering like how is he going to get out? What's going to happen? Like they can't kill yeah. Ben Urich. He's a major well, character. Yeah. And then he dies, and you're like, oh, nobody's safe. And it was at that moment I realized yeah. that uh, that Karen Page has a bullseye on her chest. Yeah. yeah. That speaks directly to what Tony said about keeping a guessing. Bullseye on her yeah. chest. what tony mentioned it it's not only are they keeping people like tony who doesn't have any real knowledge of the of the source material guessing but someone like myself who knows full well that ben urich has never to my knowledge died in the comics continuity Mm -hmm. and i wasn't expecting to see him die that was a shock particularly because at the start of the scene he says i'm not here to um, hurt you or whatever. Yeah, he says like I, I'm not. I think he said I'm not going to hurt you for that because I believe you. You're an honorable man, and yeah. I just want to have a conversation. Is what he said. Yeah. So yeah. you think like it's just going to be like just a tense conflict. You don't think he's going to die. I think he's going to be threatened. <laughs> yeah, and that really shocked me. That's when I real out. Oh, no, no, nobody is safe. Um, yeah. So that's that's why I just kind of wanted to start with him because I think that was his his death. Well, towards the end was really my my indication that they they had free range. They could do whatever they want. Um, so now now let's go back to the to the the guy that we 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 really should have started with, but I needed to jump him <laughs> because I wanted to talk about Ben Urich and I had to drop that bullseye joke sooner rather than later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. Um, now, Charlie Cox, I can't think of anything else he's been in that, that I, I've seen. I don't know. Does anybody else remember him I, from anything? I, I Not a clue. This, yeah, I mentioned this in my article. It was one of my uh, big concerns going into the series. He was he was uh, a fairly major character in Boardwalk Empire. Uh, never seen he's oh, an, yeah, that's right. Yeah, He's an English actor, but he plays an Irish character. And <laughs> first episode, a very Irish character. Uh, first episode in, I could hear his accent 
underneath because because I was so used to hearing his accent, I could hear him putting on an American one. And I was like, oh god, I'm going to hate this. I'm going to hear him doing an American accent. But honestly, after the first episode, I didn't notice it anymore. He slips up every once in a while. Um, but you know, that aside, uh, he's the right look. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Daredevil is meant to be an Irish Catholic. Yeah, and he's played an Irish Catholic, and he manages to do it in here quite convincingly. Uh, apparently, he was uh, suggested on a lark by somebody a long time ago when Marvel had the idea back when Fox still had the rights and they just decided to go for it and I'm glad they did because he's yeah he, he's youthful enough that he could handle the um I was almost said spoilers, but the college scenes, mm-hmm. everyone who's seen it knows that. Yeah. And yet he's got the physique for it, which I didn't think that he would have, but obviously he does because he's he, shirtless. Um, for he worked out seconds. quite a bit for this role. He did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, he... I saw some before shots. He was not that big before. Yeah, no. Brilliant big casting, and he's as strong as anyone else in, in this. You know, I mean, he's, he's on screen for a, a lot of the show, and uh, you need somebody that can hold their own, and he definitely does. And he pulls off the blind thing pretty convincingly, too. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, he's yeah. really good about that. Yeah, there's a couple of times, and, and I don't know if this is just habit of you're an actor and you, you, you act physically, but like where like he'll sense something, mm. and then he'll look at it. You know, yeah. now obviously not actually looking because the character's blind, but like the character will turn his head towards it once he senses something in that direction. And it's done in a way so like we, the audience, knows, hey, he just sent something from over there, so he's going to go get it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you don't actually have to turn your head towards it to look at it, Matt. You you have your world on fire sense. And I, I guess that's my first comparison I really got to say is <laughs> in the Daredevil movie, I really liked the the Daredevil vision, which was like this dark bluish, mm. and they really went about as far away from that as you could get in like this bright orangey yellowish yeah. Daredevil vision. And it was it was really it's Very still common. a little bit off putting for me to see that because I'm so used to the the movie version, which I loved and I think was probably the best part of that movie was that that effect. So. Well, for I, me, it wasn't. It reminded me of if you ever watched. I'm sure all of you watched the Matrix movies. The way that um, Neo saw things after he after he um, got his eyes burned out reminded me yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, for for me, it wasn't so much uh, like the, the the world on fire vision wasn't. It wasn't because it was so different from the Fox movie. It was more like there was so much going on. It was hard for me to look at it and say, "Well, there's that thing over there and that thing over there." Right. I, like to me, it was it was there was just too much going on. So like just as an audience member it kind of bothered me. Mhm. Yeah. I mean now they don't show it an awful lot. So I can't I can't get too down on it. So in, in the grand scheme of things not really that big a deal, but but yeah, it just I think that's that was that kind of there's <laughs> a little bit of dissonance for me there in that I really liked it. But. Yeah, I know they showed it once, like maybe twice. So and I think that was good enough to kind of establish okay, this is how he sees it. And yeah. they they didn't need to do it any more after that. Right. And and I I hope we we don't keep seeing it. I think like you've established, yeah, that's how he sees things. We we don't need to keep showing us that. We got it. Um so a, another thing, and I guess people cuz people were kind of upset that Affleck wasn't blonde cuz in the comics Daredevil's blonde. We got another guy who's not blonde. So there's some part of me that's still a little happy that people are still going to get ruffled about that. So I guess I guess <laughs> well, the best I way mean, to do this is we need to kind of put it out there. So what do we think? Better than Affleck? Yeah, I would say so. Okay, I, Goose, you don't got to get mean about it. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> yeah. Affleck was not my, Affleck was not my problem. I, not, 
Yeah. It was not mm-hmm. my main problem with the movie, to be perfectly honest. He mm. was as good a choice as they had at the time. Uh, he fit the t- And he fit the tone of the movie. I don't think he would work in this because they've gone for a, a sort of very noir to- tone that's yeah. close to the Daredevil comics. But... And he's Batman. And, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and that's the other thing. Like, thinking about it, he seemed to play the Daredevil of the Fox movie. Like, it, it, to me, like, feels, felt a little more like Batman. Or is he that did ju- feel a little batman in that, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that wasn't just me. No, that wasn't just you. I definitely got a Batman feel from that, too. So Yeah, with yeah. the Affleck version, I got the feeling... Like Greg said, it was a good. It's a good movie, but I get the feeling that he was more. I, I don't know really what word I'm looking for. He was more superhero as opposed to just being a hero. Whereas right. with this guy, you get the idea. Yes, he has heightened senses, but he's still just a man. He's not, you know, yeah. leaping a hundred feet and landing on a cross pitch perfect or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you get, yeah. that, you get that more human feel with this guy. Whereas with Affleck, you feel like he could have taken twenty guys and not broken into a sweat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was he was very grounded in this. Yeah. All right. So I don't yeah, want to stay yeah. in the cast all night. We got to move on. We got to move on. <laughs> so we're gonna talk Karen Page now, played by uh, Deborah Ann Wall. Uh, again, somebody who I don't think I've seen in anything else. True I, Blood. Yeah, I don't watch True Blood. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> nope. So there we go. Um, I did. She's been in some stuff I've seen, but of course, I mean, she usually just is a is a part actor. So yeah, she's been in CSI and My Name Is Earl and Law and Order SVU, and I've probably seen all those episodes, but psh, I don't know. Um. So anyway, Gee. I really liked her. Obviously yeah. going to be better than Ellen Pompeo because she would have to be. <laughs> I think Ellen Pompeo had like 99% of her role cut in the movie. And even when they showed it, it wasn't all that good. Yeah, and she it, had like, what, five lines at yeah, most? Right. Yeah. She, I mean, she had barely had anything. So it was kind of nice to have a Karen Page who did something, meant stuff. I like that they didn't go all out with showing her, like, her story. Like, uh, yeah. they make lots of references to it, but they, yep. they've at least left something on the table. I loved how she played Karen Page. Uh, she made me like Karen Page. This is a character yeah. from the comics I did not like. Spoilers for the comics, but eventually in the comic books, she does eat it. Yeah. And uh, yep. I was happy when that yeah. happened. Yeah, so. she, she's she got a checkered past, and that is, I think they're, uh, with all that hinting you mentioned, I think they're that's going to be story fodder in the coming seasons, which will be interesting. Yeah, I mean, they left a lot on the table for story fodder, which is nice. They didn't just oh, try yeah. to wrap everything up in yeah. season one with a bow, so I was really yeah. happy about that. All right, um, Foggy Nelson. Now, I've, I've made a personal point in the, in the Daredevil movie. I loved the Affleck John Favreau scenes where mm. it was just Matt and Foggy yeah. going back and forth. And I was not sure I was going to like another Matt and Foggy. Uh, but Eldon Henson plays Foggy in, in this, and I absolutely loved him. I oh, love him so job. much. Yeah. He, he completely overshadowed John Favreau's Foggy. And he made me like Foggy. And Foggy is also not a character I like in the comic books. He's kind of a goon. Um, I don't know if goon's the right word. He's just... Goof? Goof, yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's the, the comic relief character, almost, you know? Mm. So, I, I was, think it he was, acted... What was that? Sorry. I was just going to say, I think he acted well, but the character itself, and I don't know how, you know, well, assuming what Jeff said, it's true, I guess, more to the comic character, but he mm. just felt very, like, me. It's all me. Like, I can't believe you did this to me. 
and you know like my emotions and feelings and just like all this going like it just felt like too much at one point i mean otherwise he's, he seemed like a, a great best friend and he pray, played that role very well but yeah the, the character itself maybe the way it was written it just it kind of it, it took me off a little bit once you yeah. got to that part of the the show anybody Fuck else hard. really want tony to play foggy now <laughs> <laughs> and and, and yes. honestly like that, that that may have been part of the character arc you know where he's because remember like he starts off like his his vision isn't so much like like Matt's where it's like let's help the innocent is yeah. is like okay let's go where we can make the most money yeah, let's get right. the clients where we can make the most yeah. money and slowly he starts to drift away from that no no I'm going to do the right thing I'm going to help the right people mm-hmm. and I think now that you know he knows he's friends with Daredevil I think by proxy he's going to start getting more selfless yeah I I would like to see that he's uh now he's also he's been in a ton of stuff I'm sure I've seen it <laughs> he was in all three Mighty Ducks movies he was in the Mighty Ducks films <laughs> oh, but wow. you think I could remember who he was in any of those movies yeah i haven't seen them in so long like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at imdb his name is his name was fulton fulton reed yeah but he was in all three of them all three of them um, I mean, he was in cast he's been in a ton of stuff yeah castaway deja vu uh he's, butterfly he's a pretty young dude like um i think the Actually, thing i remembered him most from is the butterfly effect of all movies with yeah. the ashton kutcher <laughs> movie we played his he's best third- friend lenny He's 37. He's 37? He's not that young. Yeah. He looks 21 years old. I know. (laughs) He's a really inspired choice. But another thing, like his most recent work, he's in um, the, the two Mockingjay movies. Who does he play in Mockingjay? He's one of like the, the, the the cameramen that's following, that's following them around. Oh yeah. That's him. Pollux. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good for him, I guess. Uh, all right, so I think that's enough foggy. So Rosario Dawson, easily the biggest name. We don't need to say what else she's been in because she's the big star. Please, Claire Temple. Now, what's really weird about this, and I, I hate to be the comic book hipster guy, and I apologize for as <laughs> as self-involved as I'm going to sound right now, but for them to play her so close to Night Nurse but make her Claire Temple really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So I'm sorry. So I guess the 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 <laughs> idea was they wanted her to play Night Nurse, but uh, then it turns out the movie guys were like, "Well, we might use Night Nurse." So then they they just played her like Night Nurse, but made her character yeah, Claire Temple. Just, yeah, made the name different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, uh, you might I mean, you, you might be right. I know like they're either Claire Temple or Night Nurse. I'm not sure which. Like uh, was in a relationship with Luke Cage for a little while, and that's like how they were. Like she's she's apparently going to be like. The string that holds all the series together until they oh. do the Defenders series. Yeah, Claire Temple yeah. did have a uh, a relationship with Luke Cage. Yeah, ah. but Night Nurse was kind of who she was playing, so they they kind of amalgamated the characters. So I, I don't I I'm, I'm okay if she shows up in the Luke Cage series. Really, R- Rosario Dawson's <laughs> not the person I'm going to be upset seeing more of. All right, so let's let's go down. Um, all right, so here's another. This was a a pretty big change from the Daredevil series. Is uh the Kingpin, and I say the Kingpin loosely because he's never referred to as the Kingpin in any way, shape, or form in this series at all. Yeah, not yet, not yeah. yet. Yeah. So we got Michael Clark Duncan would played Wilson Fisk in the in the movie. And we have Vincent D'Onofrio playing Wilson Fisk in the series. Now, I actually really really liked. Michael Clark Duncan as as the kingpin, as I like Michael Clark Duncan in everything that he was in. Uh, I was actually thinking they were never going to be able to get a, a better kingpin after Michael I, Clark I was Duncan. thinking that. I, yeah. I, 
I ended up falling in love, not literally, with <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio uh, as the kingpin. And I so think good. he did such Yo, a good yeah. job with him. And and Vincent D'Onofrio, now, and, and I heard that there was a lot of praise from the autistic community of all places, because Vincent D'Onofrio, he's, he's got, a, he's very higher functioning, but he's a little bit on the autistic spectrum. And so hmm. when he acts, he sort of puts his characters on the spectrum as well. Hmm. Um, and like he did it, like his Law and Order S, uh, not SVU, Criminal Intent character, uh, which yeah. was Detective. I'm gonna try to remember oh, without God. looking it up. Uh, uh, major Crimes. Robert what was his name? Uh, Gorin, Detective Gorin, Robert Gorin. Detective Gorin. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I was right. I got it. All of you, <laughs> Robert Gorin. Uh, so he was uh, he got critically acclaimed for that because he played he played him uh, it was kind of a Sherlock Holmesy sort of level of of on on the spectrum and it, it Wilson Fisk it was it, it was almost like a very evil Detective Gore and a very sinister but like he played him on the on the spectrum he wouldn't maintain eye contact with people he was he had certain um. He had certain triggers that would set him off. He yeah, was child, he was childlike in a way. At times. Yeah, very. It was yeah. Cause, I mean, he was just on the autistic spectrum, very much. He uh, very uh, he was very task oriented, organized because you know he had to create the sense of order, and he was uh, his um, his senses almost as an opposite to Daredevil. He was very sense focused because he needed that for uh, a certain sense of stability. That's why he liked the the rabbit in the snowstorm, and it was. I thought he played that really well, and so I saw the autistic community, or at least those who work with the autistic community, I can't speak too much for who actually wrote the article, praised him for, like, it's nice seeing this person who's not just the the sympathetic, oh, it's so sad to be him, but it's like, so here he is on the autistic spectrum, and he's a very capable and evil person, like a, a, a character with dimensions, who has a love interest, and he has a story arc where he actually develops a romance, and it was... Uh, as agency as a character too and isn't just a background person. And, and yeah, not only that, like I feel like there's some there was some level of sympathy for him as far as his, his motivations. Like I do feel like, you know, he he did feel genuine and that he wanted to make the city a better place. And his methods oh, yeah. may have been a little extreme and off. He but, had I mean, people killed, Tony. They weren't yeah, a little I know, extreme. But, I know, but let's say <laughs> but he did want to help I felt like he really did want to see the city in a better place. Yeah, yeah I know? think he did. And and that was like and, and that, that that comes across in his little speech when he's in the uh when he's in the SWAT van mm-hmm. uh in the last episode where he's just like god i've tried to be the good guy i've tried to be the one helping and you know what I, now yeah. i accept that i'm not yeah and i think yeah. that that's another thing like this this series or this season has been as much of an origin story for the kingpin as it has for daredevil oh yeah, yeah. absolutely he had as much of a story arc as as daredevil did and it's oh, yes. it's it's very it was very nice to do that um so and I love how he played him. The, going back to the Daredevil movie, mm-hmm. he felt more akin to like the comic book Kingpin. He was the one sitting behind the desk sending out the minions. This guy, yeah. he felt more, I don't want to say real, but that's the only word that really comes to mind. He felt more real. Yeah. He felt more like what you'd expect a person in this guy's shoes to do. And that made it, like, like, like they said, a lot more, he's sympathetic to a point. I mean, he's still the bad guy. But, for example, I never felt bad for Michael Clark Duncan in the Daredevil film. Here, I legitimately had a little bit of sympathy for him. Yeah. Yeah, like, like when everyone's, like, dogging him to, to dump Vanessa, I'm like, dude, I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm actually catching myself going, guys, leave him alone. Let him have – let him be happy. Whoa. Yeah, I know. It's, it's very hard sometimes when you actually do root for the guy. So, but I'm well. It's one of those things like they they made the people around him seem worse. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. And if you're going to talk about the Kingpin, we got to talk about Wesley. Uh, yeah. So in the comic books, just a little background, uh, he's only known by Wesley. He's appeared like a handful of times, and he's never been nearly as fleshed out as he was in either the, the movie or the series. Now, in the movie, he's sniveling little sidekick. Uh, yeah. So it was a low bar, and you still got <laughs> Toby Leonard Moore, who I love how he played Wesley. Like, Wesley could, he went from, like, one second he'd be this sincere best friend, I just want what's best for, you know, Wilson, to, well, now I hate you, and I'm going to smile while you're about to be killed, and I'm going to be completely nonchalant about these horrible things are going to happen to you. And, you know, then he'll make some sarcastic comments, he can be sinister, he can be sincere. Uh, He brought a lot of character to Wesley, and then he got shot in the chest a bunch of times, and I realized they really are not going to have him back. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I, I loved him. I, I, I guess people really don't have passionate feelings for Wesley, and but I, I really just think they took a character who's so minor, and they made something really, really yep. great out of him, and I liked yep. it. And they made his death a, a significant oh, yeah. <laughs> moment. Yeah. <laughs> Well, a, and, and that's the other thing. Like it, it, like they they did such a good job building up his character into into someone who's really interesting to watch. And then, oh no, they're gone. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like it almost makes me think of like Game of Thrones or Walking Dead. You know, nobody's safe. You know, there there's always that chance of like it doesn't doesn't matter how interesting this person is, we'll off them anytime we feel like it's necessary. Yeah. But also goes to show you that. You don't necessarily have to stay 100% to your comics continuity. You can take what was a minor character and make them something more, provided that you do it right. Yes. Right, you absolutely can. All right, so we're just going to go, that's the main cast. We're going to do a couple of honorable mentions of people who who I I just want to give a shout-out to. So playing Vanessa, who is Kingpin's wife, who, unlike the comic book version of her, knows about his stuff and actually approves of it, we have... (laughs) Oh my goodness. Ayelazurur. Yeah. <laughs> She's an Israeli actress. Yeah. Um so I knew her as Superman's mom from Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to make some I was going to make some comment, but you beat me to it. Sorry. Um Tony, you might remember her from Forward Unto Dawn. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Forward yeah. Unto Dawn. But I what you is the Halo she was Four the... series? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Where, where was she in that? Uh, uh, Colonel she, something. Yeah, she, she was. Um, you know, when they were going to Commander Lasky, uh, her his like drill instructor. She said she worked with his mother. Mm. But, I, yeah, I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah, she's she's really only there for like a scene at most, and then that's it. Um, I think gotcha. you see her dead in another scene. Sorry, spoilers for that. But. <laughs> <laughs> no. Everything's um, on the table in fair game, the- people. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it. I just don't remember it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, but I was. You said she was the the mother in uh, uh, she, Man of Steel. Man of Steel. No, she was. She, she, she was, was the bio- uh, sorry, his go ahead. space mom. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, not Diane Lane. I, I confused my fiance with that. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Laura Lorvan. Okay. Is that right? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look that up just now. That sounds right. Yes. Um. All right, man. I am batting <laughs> a thousand today. All right. All right. Um. See who else I wanna. So Bob Gutton played Leland Owsley. Now everyone knows Bob Gutton as the evil uh warden from Shawshank Redemption. Yep. Fans of Hero Talk will remember him as the police chief from Demolition Man. And now he played the owl, or who never referred to as the owl, but just Leland Owsley. Leland Owsley. Well, there's there there's some speculation that his son, you know, he. Called called him lee which could be short for like leland jr you know so like he, he could come back and be the owl that's Easily. true yeah. yeah i uh 
I was surprised they killed him, just because it seemed like his plan was pretty well set for him to just be able to walk away. Yeah, and, uh, it seemed pretty airtight. <laughs> it seemed pretty airtight, yeah. but as it turns out, uh, no, Wilson will still say. kill you. <laughs> well, he'll kill you, and then if he knows your plan, he is he, he will move quickly to stop it. Yeah. It was uh I, 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 I liked how he played him. I, I like that he was about he he was really kind of rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah. And, and, and well, yeah. Like he he had like those scenes where like if he was in the room, he always had to make some comment about what everyone else said, as though he was like one of the people in charge. Yeah. It's like yeah. no, you you're the money man. No one cares what you think about mm-hmm. this. Oh, that makes me feel better. Oh wow. <laughs> now I'm Yeah. Sure. Like that like he's like they they're, they're sitting there in in, in like uh, in Potter's little shop and what he's giving an update and and he's just making comments about everything yeah and they're like <laughs> we don't care what you think right he's and everyone knows that guy who's like oh we've got a little something to say about everybody <laughs> yeah so he's him yeah so one more character we we have to mention because i loved her in this and i thought she was great is a uh, a uh, Y ching ho Mm. He played um, yeah. uh, Madame Gao. She yes. did a wonderful job in this. Uh, yep. What a gr- I mean, for such a small part, she brought such I just strength to the character. I I, I liked watching her. I loved watching her interact with the Kingpin. Yeah. I thought those were great scenes. I believe yeah. that's an original yeah. character too. Yeah, yeah, she was she was scary. I mean, even before you kind of saw her, you know, even move a little faster than a walking speed when she uh, hits Daredevil at that one point. Yeah, I was I was legitimately afraid of her more than I think even Fisk at some point. And not, and it's just because of the aura around her. You know, not oh, yeah. that maybe even she would do something, but just who she had on her side. Like she was right. She was pretty intimidating. Yeah, she definitely. I you you got the feeling that she was she had connections higher than even Fisk knew about. And just, yeah. You know, she's well, like, isn't... I'm telling you to get your house in order. Just giving you a friendly advice, walking away. You're like, dude, you get your house in order. She's going to kill you. She's going to have you killed. It, 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 isn't she connected to um, Iron Fist? Um, I think she's an original character completely. Yeah, I believe she is, but I mean, I okay. could be wrong. Well, well, I think – well, here's the thing. Like the um, – I think it's called like the, the Steel Serpent, the 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 logo they were putting on the packs of drugs, mm. and like the other world that she's that she's talking about, like that's all connected to Iron Fist, is what yeah. I've heard. Well, maybe I mean it's potential that she's from that world, but she's an original character that kind of yeah, that oh world. yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. like I don't know if of um, oh, what's the uh, the the hand, the hand? guys Nabu. Nobu, yeah. Is oh that, yeah, yeah. That his name. He's, he's I don't know if he's stri- strictly from the comics. Nobu, sorry, Nobu. No. <laughs> I don't know if he's strictly. Oh, from... Are we talking Star Wars now? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <I'm... laughs> yeah. So I don't know if he's strictly from the comics or if he, you know, actually had a, an equivalent character. But he's definitely a, just a hand ninja. Yes. You know. So again, I a character who's an original character but connects to another part of the world because I think the hand's probably going to show up a lot in probably Iron Fist and I think they're still going to show up in Daredevil because we've already yeah, heard Electro showing up yep mm-hmm. uh, they've even cast yeah the her. writers have said uh, madame gal is is from the i don't know how you pronounce this i'm terrible at freaking this language but um kunling the mystical city that is where the origin of iron fist comes from so good call yeah yeah because she makes mention like she's going back home and like to china mm-hmm. it's like no a lot farther than that so yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, so you got Elodie Young is going to be playing uh, Electra. Uh, those of you who are saying like, haven't I already seen her wear red and be a ninja? Yes, she was Jinx in GI Joe Retaliation. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. looking at when I saw that on IMDb. Yeah. And and of course they're bringing in the Punisher in the next one. Although they Bernthal. have to be bringing in the Punisher. Good old Shane from Walking Dead's coming in as the Punisher. I know, right? Oh, is he? I didn't yeah. know this. John Bernthal. How awesome is that? 
That's great. I, I, again, another another casting choice where I'm like, I had no idea until now that I've always wanted that. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's going to be so perfect. He's he's already perfect. Yeah. He's already oh, yeah, the I'm, best I'm, Punisher. No offense, Tom Jane. But... <laughs> yeah, Thomas remiss, Jane did a really good job. Yeah. You'd be remiss to not mention Scott Glenn as Stick as well. Uh, although I get Scott Glenn and Lance Hendrickson mixed up all the time. I sure do, man. I <laughs> I, I, I I definitely thought they were the all other the guy when I was wa- yeah. when I was watching this. I, I yeah. until I looked okay, him so... up for this podcast, I was like, oh, thought it was well, the other guy. <laughs> You know what they say about old white guys? They all look the same. Yeah, so. <laughs> they do say that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, stick. Like I, I tried to look him up after I after I saw that one episode, and I, I don't. So what, what, what is he? Is he Matt Murdock's trainer in the comics? He's, or he's direct from the comics. Mm-hmm. The the only major. Well, I, I, this is actually a very big difference in the comics. Uh, the training happens when Matt is like college age. Right. Uh, okay. There's there isn't any of this. I'm abandoning you in the middle of your training as a 12 year old sort of undertone. That is very much uh, unique to the show, and it does add a little bit to it. But that was never part of the character in the uh, yeah. in, in comics. The attitude and the forcefulness and the and the disagreements about um, style, so to speak, are all there, but not the surrogate father stuff. That's all unique yeah, to the show. That's all. And then, well, yeah, I think I, Stick is a very good way to, to kind of introduce Electra as well because Stick yeah. was very crucial in her origin story. Chased. I've got to read more Daredevil comics. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I, I've, I started with the one that Kevin Smith wrote, and I've been trying to work through those. Yeah. That was a since, good, good run, going. actually. The Kevin Smith's, yeah. uh, what was it, Visionary? Um, no, I think it was... Oh, God, hang on. I'm, oh, no, I don't have it. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> I can't. I, I read it so long ago. And then he started another series, and I think he got like one or two issues in, and then he got busy and just kind of stopped. Well, yeah, like there was like a reboot in the early 2000s or yeah. maybe like the late 90s that he started. Right, and then um, he never actually went anywhere with it. Okay, like that, like that was the one where like Karen comes back. Like I think th- this was the story where Karen died, but like yeah. Karen came back from earlier and like said she had AIDS. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that's, that's the one he never finished. Okay. Well, he finished that one. He started oh, oh, another okay. one and never finished it. Okay. It's anyway. We're it's getting a little confusing now. So let's actually talk the character <laughs> Daredevil. We've I, I'm done with the cast for right now. We can we can pop back to him if we run into anybody we really like, but. Can I can I ask a new question since we're going to uh to Daredevil? Sure. So so I, I understand again. This is I, I I've seen the 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 Affleck movie so long ago. I don't know how how relatable that is to the comic or the you know the actual character. But why why the the red suit with the horns? Like why like why is he trying to portray himself as a devil? Like I know they were trying to allude to something in the show, but I wasn't quite clear on why he wants to be running around New York trying to be a good guy, but dressed up as essentially as the devil. Yeah. I never quite understood that. Well, in his, well, in in his the... original origin story, it's because people made fun of him for not taking risks, and so they ironically called him Daredevil. Right. So he decided to adopt that mantle when he became a superhero yeah. and dressed up as the devil because devil was in the name. Now, that's stupid, okay. and there's no way around that. I really liked how they did it in the Ben Affleck movie where it was an homage to his father. Yeah, because his father was Jack the Devil Murdoch. Yeah. Instead of battling Jack Murdoch. And I, yeah. I, I kind of wish they had stuck with Jack the Devil Murdoch, but I guess. Yeah. It, oh, this way you that. have some. The, the priest gets to tell some, some good stories about 
the devil and stuff like that. And the, the priest actually got some really good scenes. Uh, Peter McRobbie oh, played yeah. Father Lantham, and he uh, yeah. had some powerful scenes. Uh, I'm trying to think where else I've seen him from. Uh, I think I've seen him in as, as a priest, possibly, in something else. He was <laughs> I've just, seen he him as a judge in so something, well. but I don't know what. Um, well, I, I also, like, uh, I mean, they, they never called him Jack the Devil Murdoch, but they he, he was talking about... Like like Matt at one point does talk about how his you know his dad was a boxer and if he took a hit the wrong way yeah. he'd like get this kind of glazed look in his eyes and he'd fight like he had the devil inside. Yeah, mm. uh, I, um, I don't know. It just it felt weird to me. Like you know after he gets the suit for the first time and then he's in the papers they're like huh I guess now they're calling him Daredevil but it, it just I don't know not I found the it devil. Weird. Yeah that that <laughs> yeah, jump exactly exactly especially when the, he was just called the Devil of Hell's Kitchen and then he's like well now I'm gonna. And apparently it was just, he was named that way just in the officer's report. It's like, what do I call you? Like, I just made up a name and now that's stuck. It was, you know, it <laughs> yeah, just, it, it really, it did not feel natural. It was almost like, okay, listen, this character's been around for a long time and he's called Daredevil. That's what we got to call him. Just everybody hit the I believe button and we can all move on with our lives. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a, it, it definitely felt forced. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, given that that happened in the last two minutes of what was an otherwise flawless series, I'm not going <laughs> to... No. I'm not going to poke too yeah. many holes in it. <laughs> All right. I, um... It was still it was still good to watch that little beat down. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know what I, I really like about how he's portrayed in terms of his Daredevil is that... Because there's... In, in his original comic line, and I don't know how much of this they fixed... Like, when his other senses are enhanced, they almost overpower him to a ridiculous extent. Like, I think at one point he said in uh, in the original runs, like back from, I think, the 60s, is that he didn't need Braille to read because he could sense the vibrations through the paper and knew where the ink was. Yeah. And uh, Interesting. he knew what color his his suit was when he was making it because he could he could sense the, the difference of how things vibrated through it or something like that. Like, it was really... Yeah weird and obviously written by somebody who didn't actually understand sound propagation. <laughs> so, I mean, so, well, you know, I like that you, you try to like give him some extra powers, but I like in this series and they even did this in the, in the movie too. Like we, we tone it down a little bit. It's not going to be, it's not going to be daredevil and he senses everything. And even sometimes in the comics, like in the modern comics, he can be a little overpowered where he's just like, Oh, I heard this person's heartbeat from across town that I've been looking for. So I'm, I know how to track them now from you know across New York City. Like, okay, come on, I understand you got good hearing, but you can't detect one single heartbeat over all of New York City. Or he's a yeah. bomb, or he's a bomb sniffing dog. All of a sudden, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. No, but I thought that was a really cool uh, use of his power. Even you know, hearing a, a single heartbeat in the room as an indicator of someone telling the truth or lying. I thought that was pretty well done. I mean, that because yeah. you know, I, I'm pretty sure that is a part of polygraphing. Yeah. His, his heart rate. Yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. that that makes sense. That was a really kind of cool um, show of his power. And it, it's not like unbelievable. It's not too supernatural, I guess. I mean, I'm sure normal deaf people can't do that, but I guess it's not too. Part of you know too big of a stretch of the imagination, if that makes sense. But yeah, I, I mean, if 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 like a normal person were to let's say go for a really strenuous exercise and then stop in a quiet room, they could hear their heart beating. So oh, yeah. it's not so it's not far fetched to think that a guy with super hearing can hear a normal heartbeat in a in, in a room with like low murmurs. Right, and it was I it was straight from the the Ben Affleck one too, so I I'm kind of okay with it and. I'm sure he does that in the comic books all the time. 
Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Particularly when it's courtroom related stuff, that's just mm-hmm. that. It, that is like a a cliche. You yeah. know, you've seen that scene in Daredevil many times. And yeah, like, un- unfortunately, yeah. That so in the movie Daredevil, they also they had a really bad idea of what lawyers do. Because <laughs> like in the one case, he's like, is he is he a defense attorney? Is he a prosecutor? Is this a civil case? And he's like, I yeah. It was it was I, really kind of they, they didn't know how law worked. Whereas they were at least they were more consistent with this one in terms of what these guys were in terms of attorneys and how they represented people and who they represented and what kind of law they practiced. So I was I was a bit appreciative of that. Now here's a speaking of law school because this got a little weird. How old is Daredevil supposed to be? Uh, I got the impression that they were almost straight out of, well, not straight out of college because they showed that they were at that internship. But you figure you're interning either while you're in school or just out of. So so that's what was weird to me, Tony, is because, so he was trained by Stick when he was like nine or ten. And then Stick leaves for 20 years. And at first I thought it was a figurative 20 years, but they actually make mention it was 20 years. And then he comes back. But these guys were in law school, like their their first year of law school was 2010, and this story takes place oh, yeah. in 2015. So you're like, did they not start law? Like, did did Matt not start law school till he was like 24, 25? And then don't you start law school basically as soon as you're done with pre law? Not not always. Okay. I mean, and, and not uh, 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 yeah, I mean, I think in some cases you like like there are some who do like, and I know this because my fiance is applying to law school. Okay, all right, um, so but... we're going to consult the expert here. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are actually some schools that won't take you unless you have work experience okay. in like whatever kind of law you're going to. So you'd have to you're, like you're work somewhere as a paralegal for a certain number of years. Huh. Um, maybe, or like if he was going to like like maybe if he was going to try for corporate law, um, he'd have mm-hmm. to. He'd have to like like go work uh, work at a business work at a company for a little while before he goes to a um, uh, bef- before he goes to law school. I mean, most actually don't require it, but it's not uncommon. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe he just did it to help his transcript. I don't know. <laughs> That's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I so maybe maybe they did. anyway. So there yeah, we we got that going. I just. I was kind of trying to pinpoint it because when they when they do get some age points on them, and so I guess this puts Matt Murdock at about twenty nine, and maybe Foggy's even younger because Foggy didn't do that. And and, ma- and maybe they rounded up from eighteen to twenty just for the you know yeah maybe as people I, do yeah. So <laughs> that was that was just my only question on that. We don't need to linger on how old he is. Um, do now for remind me and without getting too spoilery here, Jeff. But in the comics, his mom is a nun, isn't she? Yeah, uh, she she's still alive and is uh, not really a part of his life except here and there. There's brief periods of contact. I don't. I'm not familiar with the story of why she left uh, his father and all that. Um, I can yeah, tell she you, she is a nun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can tell you. So there was a uh, there was a comics run called Original Sin where the Watcher was killed and someone took one of his eyes. So what kind of what they did is like if you like exposed it or I, I forget exactly what what this guy did, but basically everybody on Earth suddenly got like a flash of like some kind of secret that somebody else has been holding from them or something like that. Um, so with Daredevil, it was these flashes of something that happened with his parents when he was just a baby. And the way he saw it was his dad attacked his mom, and so she left. Oh. Um, was he so then he, well, hey, well, here's the thing. He didn't get a whole lot of the details, so he tracked down his mom to try to figure out what 
what happened there. And she said what had actually happened was she started to have postpartum depression. She attacked his dad and he defended himself and Matt. And when she realized what she was doing, she left. Hmm. Oh. Ah. oh, that's much nicer. No, I don't have to hate Jack Murdoch. <laughs> oh. Well, that's that was that, that, that was my reaction happy too. ending like, to start- that story. That was my reaction, too. I started it going, oh, my God, I'm going to hate Jack Murdoch by the end of this. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. Okay. No. All right. So we're good. We're good. We're cool there. All right. Um. So let's we've, – we've spent a lot of time already talking about cast and people in it, but let's hit some major story arcs. Now, Wilson's Fisk's plan seemed – I mean, it ultimately, all he really wanted to do was take Hell's Kitchen. And I don't know, is that a real neighborhood in New York? It is, yeah. I think so. so. Yeah. Do they it call is, it Hell's Kitchen as often as they call this Hell's Kitchen, or is that they, just like they, a nickname? They really beat on that constantly. It, it's <laughs> yeah. definitely called that. Uh, it's not nearly as large as you would think for all the running around they did. It's actually, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it consists of much more than about nine blocks or something. Uh, you know, it's it's like the garment district and all these other places. It's oh, a reasonable okay. size. Yeah, but... I've been there. Well, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. in in the Ben Affleck movie, they they said he he said that they call it Clinton now. Like like the the ones who are trying to sell property in the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which so, like, who which... wants to live in Hell's Kitchen? Well, on on their evening news, they call it Hell's Kitchen, which was a little <laughs> weird. They really wanted to make sure you understood that that's where it was. But yeah. these days, it's yeah. been pretty gentrified. It doesn't have the reputation it did in the thirties and. 40s. I know, like that's a thing. Is but anyway, well, the way they get around that is because now that it's been gentrified, then all of a sudden, you know, the Chitari fall out of a portal in the sky and they get to smash <laughs> the thing back. To... Yeah. So you have that going for like I mean, ultimately, he just wanted to sort of renovate Hell's Kitchen. Honestly, I just I guess I don't see why, like, the renovating of Hell's Kitchen needed him to get involved in human trafficking and heroin. Well, I think it kind of goes back to something yeah. Brian was saying when he was in the back of the van. He said, I tried being the good guy. You know, his, you know, they show the flashbacks of when Fisk was a kid and his dad was actually trying to run for office and trying to do it the right way. And it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure even, maybe even Fisk tried to do things the right way, the good way. And I guarantee you it probably didn't work. So he said, I still have this dream. I still have this vision. I want to do it. But being the good guy, doing it the right way is not going to work. And that's why I'm not agreeing with him. I'm just saying that's probably why he went down the road of human trafficking and drugs and all that, just to, yeah. to like, get the like finances he, he, in order to do it. He, like he was never okay with you know the Russians and their practices. Like he his 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 part of his ultimate goal was like once I have this all taken care of, once I have all the power that I that I need, I'm going to get rid of the Russians. And I think he just did it a little faster than he originally wanted to, and a little more brutally than I think he originally planned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't remember which yeah. one it was. Was it Anatoly? Yeah, it was Anatoly, right? Because Sergei's the other one. Or am I getting those? Uh, yeah, or, I, 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 I don't know which so. is. Am which. I just saying random Russian names right <laughs> <Yeah>. now? Hell, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I know Anatoly was definitely one of them. I, I think Sergei was another one. Yeah, I think but... Anatoly's the one who he slammed his head in the car. One of the most brutal yeah. scenes I've seen. Oh yeah. yeah, but that was the one where like I saw that and I went, okay, they're not messing around here. Yeah, that I I see I I saw that and I'm like, all right, not for kids. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely when I've <laughs> recommended this to people, I've I've said, by the way, seriously, seriously, not for kids. Yeah, <laughs> good call. Yeah, because that was that was pretty brutal. <laughs> And uh, and then oh, so the next day Wesley shows up to talk to the other brother. He's just so blasé about the hey, uh, where's your brother? We need to yeah. find him. Oh my it's like, god! It's like you were there. You set him up. <laughs> You're a punk. No, yeah, he's a sociopath. Yeah, who knows his wine? Let me tell you though. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> 
So this it's just, that's the beautiful part of Wesley is at the one hand he's like wants his friend's date to go well so he tells him what wine to choose on the other hand he sets up a horrible assassination of a Russian mobster so yin and yang yep one of my one of my favorite characters I'm sad he's dead although man that scene where Karen shoots him that was a powerful scene oh, yes, oh, it yeah was. yeah I love that scene yeah that was I'm absolutely I mean it, his his little diatribe about like do you love this city I mean do you really love it like and he's like honestly I don't I really don't. I don't get it. It's filthy. I I hate it. It was almost you got sort of an Agent Smith feel from that. Yeah, speech. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we can, yeah, we can talk about that scene for a second too. When he, he puts the gun on the table, and I'm like, why? Because she wasn't handcuffed, right? So mm-hmm. I was, and I, you know, and it, so obviously she grabs for it, and then he's like, do you really think I keep a loaded gun on the table? And turns out, yeah, because when he said that, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You maybe wanted to give her some, make her think that she could get out of it, but no, lo and behold, it was loaded that was i believed him when he said it wasn't loaded yeah. but i believed behold, him too i totally did and then she <laughs> shot him and you're like holy crap wow. i just killed wesley yeah <laughs> yeah well that just goes to show like like how cool he is under pressure you know it's like mm-hmm. he like he he brought a loaded gun to yeah. kill her mm-hmm. and you know didn't know she was going to make a move it's like all right i'm, I'm just gonna try to try to bluff my way out of this yeah and she called him <laughs> yeah what a what an awesome <laughs> scene that was i mean that was there was more development for karen page in that scene than in probably her last 10 years or so in the comics <laughs> probably yeah yeah i'm sure uh, I'm trying to think if there's another. You know what? I think my favorite episode has to be episode two. I think that was called the Cut Man, and that was yeah. uh, that was the episode when Rosario Dawson found Daredevil like in a dumpster. Yeah, yeah. yeah Cut Man was the name of the episode. Uh, that I mean that the whole thing about like when he's torturing that dude on the roof, like that was absolutely brutal. Like, and the guy is screaming and he's like cutting into his eye. I don't even know if that nerve is really there. But I would say I wouldn't wait for them to cut me to find out. I'd be like, hey, you know what? You know what? All right, I'll talk. I'll talk. Why don't we take the knife away from my eye, and then I'll tell you whatever you want to know. <laughs> yeah, I think like, I think when it comes to eyes, everyone's just yeah super yeah, and squeamish. That, and that episode's capped off by a fight sequence that is just like as good a as cinematic I masterpiece. And there's before, no other way oh God, to say it. Yes. Before we get to that fight scene, though, what what is it that he says after he drops the guy off the roof, and he he says something like, you know, I do enjoy doing this or something or uh, I can't it was I think he's he, when he takes the guy to the edge he's like I just want you to know I don't do this just to bring down your boss I also do oh. it because I enjoy it right because he's trying and to kind of let the guy know like well you can try to be like a tough guy but um I'm just gonna find another guy and do it and you're not gonna wear me down because I like what I do right well I just I found it interesting that you know he comes back and um what's I'm sorry what's her name again uh Claire Dawson yeah oh well, yeah She's like, I, you know, I, I don't really believe that. And I think she mentions it again when she's trying to help save the Russian. She's like, mm-hmm. I, I really don't believe that. But he, he, I don't think he ever actually responds to that. He kind of mm-hmm. just looks at her and it kind of made me question, like, does he kind of deep inside actually sickly enjoy this? Because he I doesn't that, like come, he never yeah. comes out right and says, you're right. He no, kind I of addresses that. that to a, to a point with the priests mm-hmm. in a very sort of like guilty, like uncertain way yeah. at, at a later point. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think it's so much that he – I think he I, – I guess I would think he would never contradict her in front of the Russian because he wants them to think that right. he enjoys it. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. But but I do – but I, I would – like – so I, I think that maybe he doesn't want to enjoy it. But I think maybe deep down, like there's something inside him that's like, you know, this feels kind of good. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Now we can get to the fight scene. Yeah. Just one <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, cin- the, the cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> I I the, love the, it. And the then single the, shot hallway fight yeah. scene. Oh my god, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was it was good. Now it was a hidden cut si- single single cut because it wasn't actually single cut. They hid the cuts and like going in and out of doors, which is brilliant because mm. I mean it makes it look like it's all one shot, which it couldn't possibly be, and I don't think it was. But uh, you hide the cuts and it looks exactly like it was going to be, but it was still all oh, absolutely beautiful and gorgeous. Just, yeah yeah just just so well choreographed mm-hmm. and you believe yeah. that he's this guy and he's a normal guy he just has good senses who can fight and he's tired and he's beat and he's been bleeding all night and he's got bruised cracked ribs and he's just like he's been beat half to death he's just like i i gotta get this kid even if yep. i'm gonna die doing oh, yeah. this i have to try to get this kid back and that's i mean it's just it that's that's when they cemented the character. That's when, you know, I loved the first episode. I came back. But after that fight scene, I, I mean, I, the, that fight, it was the last thing in the episode. And then it's done. And they start mm. playing the credits. And I'm watching the theme song. And that's what I sit there and think to myself, like, holy crap. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think I think w- w- with the with the first one, it was set up, you know, his powers, his abilities, mm-hmm. his strength, his speed. The second one was kind of a, remi- a reminder that he's he's still human. Like he like he's not a super soldier. Yeah. You know, he's just, he he's still like his body is still just like it's just like a normal human being. It's his senses that are heightened. Yeah. Right. It was uh, such a phenomenal episode. Um, it was. Yeah. The, the one thing I appreciated about that scene and maybe I'm reading too much into it. But again, since it was mainly just that hallway scene, you heard what was going on. Like you could hear things shattering and mm-hmm. yeah. people getting hit. I thought it was kind of a cool play to the fact that he's he's blind, but he can hear so well. So it's like as the viewer, you can hear what's going on and kind of play in your mind what's happening in that room. Yeah. Just by what I, I thought that was a really kind of cool play on that. I really loved when he just threw the microwave at the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh man. That was that was a good one. All right. So now I we have to go to my least favorite episode and I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance for this. I hate Stick. I don't I hmm. don't like him. Now maybe this is just maybe this is just a tribute to the character because I don't like Stick and I'm like well you're not supposed to like Stick, but like all his interactions with him when he was a kid, I don't know. I just that wasn't doing anything for me. Well, he was just a dick to a twelve-year-old. He was a uh, nine-year-old, actually, nine. or nine-year-old. But it's, well, again, that, I mean, that makes it even worse. It's like, <laughs> I don't know why yeah. I said that. Like, would a nine-year-old Brian? <laughs> well, I mean, not like he was twelve. It, even the toughest drill sergeant knows, like, with a kid, like, they're emotionally fragile, especially orphans. Yeah. You know, they're emotionally fragile, and they, you know, they're going to need a little building up before you can break them down, you know, anymore. He goes straight for the breakdown, just insulting him right off the bat. Yeah. It's like, really? Yeah. You think this is going to help? It's meant to be a young adult in, in the comic continuity, so it, yeah, it is yeah. odd that they didn't sort of take a slightly different angle <laughs> with that. Like, if it was in college, I would understand it because, you know, a, a, yeah. a, a young adult could bounce back a hell of a lot better than a little kid could. Yeah, that was, I mean, it just it made me not like Stick, and I guess I'm not supposed to like Stick, but I, isn't Stick supposed to be somebody I should somewhat be behind? He's from the Order of the Chaste, I mean, the, same, the hand of the bad guy, but I guess we live in a world where there really aren't good or bads as much as Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, yeah, that episode definitely. I agree with Greg. It definitely made me not just not like Stick. I actively hated Stick because, like y'all said, he like this is a little kid, man. It, it's, it's it's just not kosher. Yeah, I, I think I think he's meant to be one of those. Like he's not a bad guy. He's just an unlikable good guy, and that that may be exactly how they wrote him. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So I think we need to get to everyone else's least favorite episode, which was Nelson v. Murdoch. <laughs> um, oh, the one where they're just sitting around in his in his apartment and they reminisce about college. Yes. Me and my feelings. It's all about me. <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. god. <laughs> oh yeah, Foggy got so annoying in that episode. And I'm, oh, I, I was glad when he finally came around, but it was still like, really? You're gonna be this selfish after the way you you were with um uh with Mrs. Cardenas? Right. Not to mention he's probably like half dead. You know, mm. you're you're gonna. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too, yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're gonna bitch and moan about the secret he kept from you. It's like uh, uh, he's hey. kind of dying right now. Hey, hey, you you come back to consciousness. I need to yell at you more. <laughs> <laughs> to me, to me, it was the one aspect of the series that felt rushed. In the comics, uh, the, the Foggy comes to term with the Matt Daredevil con- uh, duality a lot in a lot more time. Uh, and there, there's uh, there's there is fighting and there is disagreements and there is like the you know hint of why didn't you trust me why did you betray me but it the fact that they had to sort of cram that into an episode me- meant that it it swung rather violently emotionally in certain directions and i think that's what tony that's why tony reacted the way he did in particular with the <laughs> me 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 yeah. I, I think i think if they had drawn that and yet of course that you, you can't you can't draw that out in a in a series like this you've kind of got to get past that you do need to set up that foggy is one of the people that's important to the daredevil continuity that Foggy right. is one of the per- people that know, but you, you haven't got a lot of time to have Foggy come around. So yeah, I kind of get why that seemed jarring, yeah. and it mm-hmm. and it I, is the weakest episode I think as a result I, of that. I, I, I do, I, 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 although I will say for the rest of the series, like it never really felt like he was like he had he had yet fully embraced the idea of Matt being Daredevil. Like he he still seems very uneasy about it, mm. but he's just willing to go. Okay, fine, you're gonna do this. I'm your friend. I'll support you. And I think that that will carry over in little ways into the next season. I just hope, hopefully there's a little bit of more of the camaraderie and the humor back in the relationship too, because uh, if that, if that um, combativeness has to stay, well then that's one of the centerpieces of the store of the show and this and the comics will be missing. So they've got to get past that at least I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I can't, is there any other episodes people specifically want to talk about or specific points? Because otherwise, we need to uh, we need to move on to a little bit more. Uh, uh, take a step back and talk about a little bit more Daredevil in terms of the bigger universe, and then and then get to the hero talk staples. Yeah, well, the, 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 I, I the Fisk introduction was a good one, but I think we've covered most of the great things about that. Yeah. All right, Tony. What was yours? Uh, with with uh, Karen. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why it it seemed a little weird to me. You know, when when uh, Daredevil comes and saves her before he has you know in like the first or second episode from the, the mm-hmm. thug that's trying to kill her the guy with the knife yeah i don't know why so, i said that like you would know exactly who that was <laughs> oh yes that one guy with a knife in all those 13 episodes <laughs> well most of the other ones have guns but yeah, yeah so yeah. uh mm-hmm. you know so and when when they're interviewing her when she's in the police station she's like i know literally like no one in the city i just went out to, to for drinks with this one guy like i know no one in this city and and then this happens. She's like, oh, my God, I wonder who it is. It's such a mystery. I don't know. Then come to find out, you know, her and Foggy keep calling him like every night when something big is going on and he never answers and he never shows up. And then she's, you know, she also becomes very intuitive and very inquisitive when she's researching these things. So she never even once comes to think that maybe, you know, he's Daredevil. Like she never has that thought. I just it, I don't know. I just found that a little weird. 
for the, well, the maybe what it, she portrayed. It, it may have been she she didn't care enough. It was to her it was enough. This guy is around doing good things. I don't care who he is. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you know, she totally buys in the map being blind. Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. Th- there's the other thing, the priest totally buys in the map being blind, and the priest totally figured out who he was. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm not an idiot. I know who you are. Or I know what you do. Yeah. I don't know how you do it, but I know that's what you do. You know, so. Yeah. I, I just think in comics, the glasses uh, are a perfect disguise, much like Clark Kent. Uh, when he gets the <laughs> Matt Murdock uh, yeah. shades on, mm-hmm. instantly uh, you can't tell who he is. Yeah. Well, not to mention he's got a full-on cowl, you know, that covers up his face. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Because he doesn't need to see. Now, can Charlie Cox see with that thing on? That's what I'm, I'd like to know. <laughs> yeah. I I would hope, like, maybe, like, it's like, like kind of a two-layered mask, you know? Like, you got one layer that's complete, but under but under but underneath is a second layer where his eyes are exposed, and he can see through that. Or he may have to guess the whole way. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or his hearing's just that good. Those those uh those fight scenes would be a little difficult otherwise. They they yeah. might dark they might darken the mask in post too. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. in this day and age if they could pull that off. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of like with uh, with Deadpool, you know, with mm-hmm. what they've got yeah. coming up there is like like his like the the ma- the actual mask, you know, he can see through that. There's like eye holes in it, but in post they made the they made the uh, the eyes white. Yeah. Yeah. The comic back there. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's that. Um, so yeah, that's a good point to bring up that she never, never quite figured it out, and he, he's never there whenever they call him. Um, even <laughs> even though the one his, time when they were super his drunk, door, banging on his door. <laughs> that was that man. How funny was that though? I loved that. <laughs> like I drank the, the eel. I drank the oh. eel. <laughs> we're yeah. going to the fish market. <laughs> <laughs> That that was funny. Uh, I yeah, I liked yeah. Foggy. I think they did a good job with him. Uh, one other character who I think we maybe just at least need to bring some kind of lip service to is Marcy Stahl. Uh, I can't believe Foggy dated her. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. like seriously though, like, she must Foggy. have needed to get something from him. Yeah, yeah, like that man. Yeah. She seems like she would be way out of his league. Foggy, yeah, that's what game. I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I man, I don't know. Maybe Foggy comes from money. No, he can't. He's poor. He's broke. He doesn't have it. I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. You know something. what? Let's let's stop. I don't even want to think about that anymore. No, <laughs> you, you're you're gonna give yourself a headache. Yeah, let's move on. All right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, one of one of the scenes like yeah. that, that I really loved. I mean, just. I mean, to, to me, it was a big reveal of the suit and that and the subsequent fight. Like you, you kind of seen his his fighting style evolve as the show went on. You know, he went from just bare fists to incorporating the um, uh, the billy clubs, mm-hmm. and you know, it just gets more and more stylized, like less boxer, more. Yeah. I mean, m- m- more superhero. And then, like he's just standing there, you know, in that armor, and it, and just he's small compared to the compared to Fisk, but he still looks pretty imposing. And I loved how he's how they still had Fisk go toe to toe with him with it, which is I think something Fisk did a lot when like, all right, everyone else has, has screwed this up. I'm gonna do it myself. Right. And I mean that was that was really brought to light in the fact that Fisk completely owned him. And I think it was in in the Speak of the Devil is that episode yeah. where I mean Fisk just demolished him when they met and he was like I he got so uh he got so disappointed. And the funny thing about it was that honestly, Fisk could have just ended it right there if he just didn't get so so full of himself that he would just walk away and try to let somebody else do pull the trigger and finish it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah. liked, I liked the suit and I'm glad you bring up the suit. Cause this brings up something that actually still bothers me to this day. So he goes to pick up the suit 
And Melvin, who I think is Gladiator from the comic books. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Making sure I knew who that was. Melvin Potter Melvin shooting Potter. buzz saws around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought. I can't wait pretty... to see that. Yeah. I thought it was pretty neat when he threw the buzz saw. I'm like, because that's when I put it together. When he threw that, I'm like, hey, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> Mr. Potter. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so anyway, um. He specifically tells Daredevil, he says, like, hey, uh, I didn't get a chance to finish it. And the red parts, you know, might stop a knife at the right angle, might not. First of all, Matt doesn't know which parts those are, so he's really taking that <laughs> on his word. Um, second of he's all, is I, I can't help but step and think about it, like, so um, you're going to go back and let him finish that, right? Because he's like, oh, I think, it's, I think it's perfect. I'm like, okay, but you didn't say anything like, well, we can get to that later, or you know, we'll, we'll try in another set. He just, he's kind of like, it's perfect. I'm like, no, it's, it's not perfect. Remember? The, the red parts <laughs> don't have the same protection, including the chestal area. That's a pretty big area you want that protection in, Matt. <laughs> now, I, I do remember, like, they... They've been showing off like pictures of of the new suit, um, mm-hmm. you know, in yeah you know, on the internet. But I, I haven't had a chance to put them side by side. But he may have taken it back. I hope to he get takes it, it back. To... He better take it back. The suit <laughs> wasn't done. I think it's an excuse to allow the suit to evolve a, a bit over the course of the series. Mm, that's a good point. I, I, and I I think it's uh, you know a nod to the comics potentially, as long as they don't go the yellow route. Greg, like, yeah, as long as it's no, never yellow. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think there were a few times. I think there are a few times in the comics where like someone mentions his yellow his yellow suit, and he's like, "Yeah, I was going through a phase. <laughs> yeah, I, I was blind. All right." <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you guys tip me off sooner? (laughs) Made fun of me for a decade? Um, They told me it was black. I had no idea. So the the, the one thing that I... The the, the one lingering question I still have about the series, like even having watched it twice... What in God's name did Nobu need that one building for? Because he was pretty insistent about that. It was all like it was even like marked oh, on a yeah. it was even marked on a map, and he's like, "I want this one. Get me this one." I imagine it's some center for demon summoning, ritualistics, whatever the hand does. I guess, but I mean, yeah, that, that is what they do. But yeah, I mean, it, it was just never fleshed out at all. Like they just kind of dropped it. Yeah, I mean the hand still got it, so maybe we'll we'll get to see some of that in the sequel. This show's attention maybe. to detail so far has been so good that I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt until I start seeing threads dropped. <laughs> yeah. So far, I haven't been disappointed. So yeah, so I think I think we'll we'll probably see something go on with that, where that'll become important later on. Um, and the uh, oh, what they call it, the black sky. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that had to be the demon yeah. kid, right? Like that, you know, yeah. all the times when like sticks, like, well, you know, that's not a little kid, and you know yeah. how hard it is to get one, and like the way that he was like shipped in there and it's all chained up, like that's got to be like just a demon kid. Yeah, it could have been. So, mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool. Anyway, um, so Daredevil, in the grand scheme of things, we're gonna get another series, but he's meant to be like a part of. There's a few of these coming to Netflix. There's uh, there's Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. And they're all mm-hmm. going to come together to be the defenders. Did Jessica Jones have any powers? I don't know what her story is. I'm so lost. I, I, I have no idea. I thought she was I, the White Tiger, possibly. I, I no, hang on. I, not... I I I looked it up once. Let me look it. Let me look it up. She she does have like some kind of abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's very subtle. Let's see, Jessica Jones. She possesses superhuman strength, but it's yeah. never really been quantified what she can do. Like she can lift a car. But, for example, she can't stop a moving train. It's that kind of deal. Oh. 
Seems like I don't want yeah, superpowers okay. in my defenders, but then again, I'm going to get Luke Cage. So well. yeah, I think her. I, now that I now that I think about it, her powers are very similar to Luke Cage. You know, okay. like um, like she goes by uh, Diamond or something, or, or something like that. Um, I don't. Uh, here I, we go. Jewel, Jewel, Nitrous, and Power Woman. So she, so she also has like the nitrous? the impervious skin. <laughs> nitrous. No, no. As in like night, the female female night. Night K N I T G T not yeah no, nitrous no, no, is not, in not oxide. nitrous oxide <laughs> not, not not tank strapped to the bottom of the yeah faster anyway I think oh we'll just hopefully they just call her Jessica Jones but I think that's what they're calling I think they the will I mean yeah. that's what the that, that's what the yeah. um that's what the show's called now her, her original series was actually called Alias right which confused me because that made me think <laughs> yeah. of of uh, Jennifer Gardner no then, which very... then made me think Electra which then brought me back to Ben Affleck which I'm oh, right back to Daredevil so yeah no it's it it is it's it's separate from the Jennifer yeah. Garner TV series, right. but it, it was called Alias. But because of that TV show, you know, it was famous and popular. It's like, okay, we're just gonna call it Jessica Jones. All right, that's that's I, actually, I think it's called AKA Jessica Jones, is the official title. Okay, and anyway, so all of these people are coming together to be in a, a Defenders miniseries, which I'm curious to see how that'll all work out because I mean, they're obviously they're following the Avengers formula just with Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And, and and maybe we'll it, see all of working. these people show up in Secret War. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it could. I could see it happening. I could. I, you know, Daredevil did like it was a very minor role, but he was he was definitely involved with the Civil War. But it was just like it was it was just like Captain America's little group of secret Avengers that was yeah. running around still fighting crime. Um, yeah. With, with, with a, you know, while Shield was th- was trying to stop them. Yeah, there have been some leaks, and and per Hero Talk. Uh, rules since they haven't been officially released, we're not gonna spoil them because they were not considered fair game. But there's been some leaks in terms of what the teams for Civil War is going to be, and uh, there were some notable absences on that list. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, and maybe we might well, see yeah, the, the only ones they 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 put up were the confirmed cast members. You know, they're still like the secret ones that they haven't. Yeah, put so out we yet. might still see some stuff. But anyway, that's let's yeah. not even almost spoil that. And one more thing before we talk about uh, the Hero Talk staples, I think, and this is extremely important, and I need to confirm this before I praise it. There was no Stanley cameo anywhere in this, was there? Yes, no, no, there wasn't. But I was, I was gonna mention yeah. that. But yeah. I didn't no, see I don't that. think no. so. No. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so done with the Stanley cameo. I know people love it, but I am so done with it. I don't want him to cameo on anything else again. He got, he got his Daredevil cameo when young Matt Murdock saved him from getting run over in the movie. That's oh, your. That was that's him? your. That, yeah. 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 So wait, no, wait, hang on, no, wait. Oh right, right. Okay, yeah. no, I, I, I was thinking like he jumped in front of the the truck like. No, like it's it when he wasn't paying story. attention and he That's just like right, put up yeah. his walking stick to stop him from walking. That's right. Yeah. Sorry, I, I forgot they changed up the truck scene. Yeah. It was actually a forklift. <laughs> yep, it was a forklift. That. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, uh, let's let's now talk about what our favorite part of Daredevil was. Uh, so we got a whole series to choose from. So no shortage of of material here and uh, Tony. I'm going to start with you. Oh, man, I was, I was hoping you'd save me for last. I kind of got to think about it. But... All right, Brian, you're up. <laughs> I think my favorite part is going to have to be, like, the the last fight scene, like, when he first shows up in that in that suit, and he's just, like, he's finally throwing the billy clubs around. Yeah, the like, suit looked like, pretty cool. I'll say that. Well, with well, the suit and just, like, the style, mm-hmm. you know, he's throwing the billy clubs around. there. It's ricocheting off walls in the truck, and yeah. it just... It looked like everything I had been wanting to see the entire series, mm-hmm. and then again, just like that that fight with Wilson Fisk, it was yeah. it was exactly something like I'd expect out of the comics. All right, so that's that's fair. All right, Goose, we'll go with you. 
Mine, I honest to God forget what episode it's in, but it's the very first time that we see Fisk actually just lose it. Because up until then, you get the idea like, okay, he's going to be a mobster. That's going to be it. And then you're just like, holy crap. Oh, yeah. Get, yeah, this the, just the, the car door on the another, guy's head. Oh yeah, yeah. When yeah, he beats up the Russian, it, yeah. That's it. Yeah, this just went to a whole other level. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was episode four in the blood, but don't hold I me think to you're that. right. Yeah. Mm. Uh all right. So Jeff, what was what was your favorite part of it, the Daredevil season one? It's a long sequence, but basically this it starts in the street with Matt following the blind courier to, mm-hmm. to try and find the drug den through to him getting into the suit and actually going in there and kicking a bit of ass. I, just, I, I like the mix of you getting to see him on the street being him, himself but using his abilities and then getting to see him sort of cut loose yeah. doing a bit of stealth action in oh, the yeah. uh, the drug den i liked uh, oh. and and that reaction of when when all the the blind people are kind of uh, you don't know what's going to happen to all of them that was yeah. a bit unexpected to, that they would actually you know sort of turn like turn on him to defend themselves yeah <laughs> like, uh, yeah it was that was very well done and plus a nice madam gao scene too yes yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was a very a very different confrontation than a, a lot of the other ones, but mm-hmm. uh, not uh, nonetheless very powerful. And yeah. uh, I, I, I think I actually back. I think I actually got like scared during that scene when all the blind people start panicking and closing in yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, that was freaky. That guy, I got a yeah. very Batman Begins esque <laughs> feeling from that when he gets like all the the fear gas people. All right, Tony, we've given you some time. What was yeah, your favorite part? I, you know, I I think it, I definitely enjoyed that scene with uh, the, with Fisk as far as him <laughs> smashing the scene, only because <laughs> I thought I had a good handle on who he was as a character until I saw that, and I was like, yeah, that all got thrown out the window. Well, I, this is something completely new. But no, beyond that, actually, uh, I know the one episode that kind of had me on the edge of my seat was when he's uh, when he's in the warehouse with the Russian, and he's yeah. you know he's like trying to save him essentially and get out oh, of the yeah. warehouse. I yeah. was. I was like, are the, are the cops actually going to take him in or, you know, and they're going to vilify him or, you know, it, it just kind of really spoke to his character, I think. And, and speaking with Fisk for the first time, it's like it, the oh, first time he's yeah. getting to speak to yeah. Fisk, he's in a bad, bad place mm-hmm. and he's trying to get out. Yeah. And it, it was just a very tense episode, but I liked it. It, yeah, it, was, it was very, very well done. That, was, so, uh, that had that scene, that really that horrible but powerful scene where they find like the cop that he tied up. Yeah, and they just shoot him because he's they they don't want anyone having po- a story about him that isn't controlled. So since he wasn't one of theirs, they just shot the kid or, or knifed him I, in the I, throat. They they knifed him. Yeah, yeah. They, they knifed him. Yeah. Did Did anyone else no. uh, n- notice um, the 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 daredevil or not not daredevil the the bullseye Easter egg in that in that episode? No. no. So and and I had to read about this after the fact because I didn't I didn't really know this was his thing, but like um. Like the sniper that's setting up on the roof and getting ready to shoot the cop, he he pulls out a deck of cards and just like just puts it to the side of his bag. So it's kind of hinted huh. that that is bullseye. Ah, huh. huh. that's interesting. So uh, didn't see that. No. So then maybe he didn't miss when he actually hit the cop on the shoulder. Well, well, the, the, yeah, because uh, he never misses. Don't you remember <laughs> Colin Farrell? I never, miss. I never miss. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I, is I don't bullseye know. confirmed I don't know if that was on for season two? What? No, they um they were there were rumors that it was going to be Jason Statham and then Statham mouthed off about Marvel and was like oh okay so we're not getting oh. that which is odd because Statham actually wanted to play Daredevil at one point really yeah Cock- Cockney Daredevil just what we need <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I'd like to see Daredevil. Or no, obviously I'm going to see Daredevil in season. Two. I think I think <laughs> that's safe. I want to see Bullseye. Yeah. All right. So my favorite part. We've already talked about it. Um, and it's it's not really going to be anybody's surprise. I like the fight scene at the end of of episode two when he gets the kid mm-hmm. out of the basement. That was my my favorite part. Like, like in all the whenever they premiered this, they always showed episode one and two together. So I mean, just just imagine that like you're you're going to see this thing and like, well, let's see if this is going to work. And that's the last thing you see before they raise the lights and like. So what do you think? Do we got something good going for us here? And like everyone's just like, holy cow! Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hear that when when Charlie Cox read the first two scripts, and he's like, these are the best scripts I've ever read for anything. And hmm. I mean, I just I can't believe how powerful that that last scene was. So uh, absolutely, that has to be it for me. All right, so now we got to score this one. Um, bearing in mind that scores are worthless and mean nothing, and they're only for people who don't care about the reviews. And, and with that in mind, with that in mind, now it's very important that we give this guy a score. Uh, so I'm gonna start with you, Jeff. What would you score Daredevil the series season? I one? I will give this uh, a five out of five cufflinks. Uh, I uh, I don't I don't throw out perfect scores very often, but for me, uh, this like I said up front, this is as uh, good a job as Marvel's done. Uh, if if the movies were as uh, as as good as this, I'd probably care more <laughs> about that continuity overall. To be honest, and, if the uh, movies were as good as this, I wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. That's fair. All right, Goose. What wh- what about you? I would give this 666 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Brian, nice. how about you? Uh, ten avocados at law out of ten. Ten avocados <laughs> at law. Now, I was hoping we'd work that in there, and I was really starting to worry. Like, how are we going to get avocados in here? Uh, so glad you said something. All right, Tony, what would you give, dear? I wish I had something clever. I really don't. I'll, I'll just have to score perfectly too. It's five out of five, ten out of ten. However you wanna, however you wanna pick it. All right, and for Nothing me. Clever. I give Daredevil a rabbit in a snowstorm. <laughs> Just can't stop watching it. Just can't stop looking at it. It calms me. It soothes me. Yeah. I want to see it first yes. thing when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> does it make you feel alone? <laughs> it does. But it's either romantic or very sad. All right. <laughs> All right. So that's there we go. Guys, hey, you know what? Big hero talk, big supersized hero talk for Daredevil deserved every minute of it. Uh, thanks, everyone, for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, if you want to hear more podcasts, uh, see Let's Plays, videos, reviews, you should go to Enthusiacs.com and check out our content there. You can also catch us on YouTube. The channel is Enthusiacs. We are on Twitter, Enthusiacs. We are Facebook, Enthusiacs. We are not on Instagram. I'm going to keep saying that because we're not on Instagram. People keep asking. Sure. People think. keep sending me emails. Well, again, uh, we, we just don't we, we don't put up enough pictures, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Although, to be honest, actually, I did check the the hero talk at enthusiasts.com. We got a brand new email today. Uh, it was for a little chip that you put on like your kid so that you can find them when they're lost i'm not making this up it's an actual email to the hero talk account so hey if you want to sell me any more baby lojacks or if you want to see a movie you can send an email to hero talk at enthusiacs.com all right but until then i will see all of you right back here for the next hero talk I think the interesting question is, what would Daredevil have done with the Salt Lake?